1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Well, let's start today with sales are up. What does that mean in terms of the big picture? Tina, the, uh, the sales for September, month over month, were up uh, 42.3%, which is a huge increase. But what we have to take into account is that there's a shift in when the sales occurred this year. So it's not it's an atypical market this year because of the delay uh, that COVID had uh, caused. And what we're looking at is if you look at year over year, that's going to be the best measure when we're looking at 2020 sales. If you look at what's happening over the first three quarters of 2020, we're sitting at 68,793 sales for the Toronto Real Estate Board. And last year at this time, we had 67,957 sales. So we have fully recovered in terms of everything that was caused or delayed by the COVID pause. And now we are ahead of the game by 1.2%. That is good news indeed. So what does it mean for the average buyer and seller? Are there deals to be had or are the prices on the rise? There are some deals to be had and it really depends on how quick you are able to jump on some properties. But in general, prices are rising. If you remember back a few months ago, there was some speculation that prices would drop, especially around September, October. We haven't seen that at all and we haven't seen any catalyst to cause a price drop. So what we're seeing right now is in the Toronto area, we're looking at a price increase of 13.3% over last year at this time. So the year-to-date average at the end of September was 811,802. The year-to-date average right now is 920,168. That's a huge change. And if people were waiting for a pending price fall, or if they were sitting on the fence waiting to see what happens. It's a lot of buying power that's gone out the window for them. It sure has. So in terms of the rest of the economy, we heard from Tim Hudak last week, and he said real estate is often a driver for the rest of the economy. There are so many, you know, sort of trickle-down effects. Are you feeling that? We are, and everyone seems to be busy. And all you need to do is drive to the Home Depots or the Lowe's and and just see what's happening. If you speak to lawyers and if you speak to, uh, you know, anyone that has anything to do with home sales, home inspectors, there's a lot of money that's kicked back into the economy from one home sale. And that keeps everyone going. And, you know, as you're buying houses, you're buying window coverings, you're buying appliances, you're renovating them. And even as you're getting ready to sell, you're renovating your house to get it ready to sell. Everyone is busy right now in that sphere, and that's been a driving force to keep the economy going. We began our conversation about the big picture. What does it mean in terms of the people right here in York Region? Again, great news for people in York Region. So, York Region is leading the way in the recovery because there's been a lot of people moving to the region from the city because they need more land, they need more space, and they're giving up their condos downtown and they're moving into the suburbs. 
What that means is we saw 11,693 transactions through the first three quarters of 2020 in New York region. That compared to 2019 where we had 10,970 means sales in New York region are up 6.6% for the year, which is huge, especially after not having much to sell in April and May. And if you look at average price point, you know, we talked about Toronto as a whole being up 13.3%. York Region is up 13.4%. So the average price of a home in York Region right now is $1,054,338. Inventory is the main driver. Uh, and inventory in York Region is down 12.4% from where we were last year. And last year, we were already pretty low. Now, in terms of where we go from here, I know that 2020 is not your typical year, but what do you see going forward? How do you think 2020 will wrap up in terms of the real estate market? A 13.3 or 13.4% increase in price is not feasible. It's not healthy. I predict that prices will continue to rise because, again, there's no catalyst. What we need right now is we need more inventory. We need more product on the market, and we don't see any coming in the foreseeable future. So prices will continue to increase probably about 6 to 7% to be conservative, and sales continue to increase. So I think we're going to be right on with our original prediction for the year of 92,000 sales or just over 92,000 sales. We will hit that if we just remain at the same pace that you know, we've seen the market from June onwards. So even if it comes down a little bit, we'll still hit the 92,000 sales. That's going to be a great year because it's going to be, last year we only had 87,000 sales for the entire Toronto Real Estate Board. So if we can hit 92,000, that's going to be an increase over last year. And uh, I think price will continue to increase. It won't sustain the 13%, 14% increases, but we should be over the next quarter see about a 6 to 7% increase in price. Now, because inventory is so low, are you suggesting that maybe someone who is thinking about selling should actually get to it? This is a great time to sell because you have a lot of eyeballs. There's still a lot of pent-up demand. There's a lot of people that haven't been able to get into their home uh, as they've been losing out on multiple offers. I mean, you're, you're talking to a lot of your neighbors that are looking for homes and they're losing out in multiple offers on these homes. At the same time, because there's buyer fatigue out there, people are tired of competing, they're waiting and taking their chances on homes that don't have offer dates. So this may be the time to get away from a offer date and instead of holding back offers, leave it open and you may actually get more money. After the break, a check on the market on the West Coast. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. More with Asif Khan and Remax Prime Properties when we come back. At KS Floors, the only result we will accept is a satisfied customer. Our team specializes in interior finishing and designs. Our meticulous process ends only when you are completely satisfied. KS Floors has the suppliers that can be counted on for quality and the installers you can trust. Even in the current environment, we can safely provide a quote and installation, so you have the confidence to move forward with your home improvement projects. For information or to schedule an appointment, go to ks-floors.ca or call us at 416-566-7523. Beautiful flooring, expertly installed. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-566-7523. 
416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Or email ossif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties with today's guest. Asif? Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is a regular from out west in B.C., in Victoria, B.C., Tony Joe. Tony is from the Prime Real Estate team at Remax Chemosun in Victoria. Tony, welcome back. Always good to be here. Tony, we're looking at the Toronto real estate numbers, and we're seeing that the recovery has come all the way back. We are now ahead of where we were at this point in 2019. What's it looking like out west? Well, it's much the same. Now, I have to tell you, statistically in Victoria, we haven't quite met last year's sales numbers yet transactionally. That's only because last year was a strong year as well. So uh, we are strong. Our, our two low months for the year, just like anyone else, were the months of April and May. Of course, that's when uh, COVID, uh, COVID hit. But we actually ended up March stronger than expected. So we were sort of trending towards a uh, busy year anyways. I do have to say that here in Victoria, the months of July, August, and September – were record months, and we're likely going to have uh, others October and November as well. We're about a month and a half away from a meeting last year, so we'll we'll or sorry, we'll still exceed it at the end of this year, uh, although not as dramatically as the GTA for sure. That's great to hear. Now, what about in terms of the COVID nineteen situation? What is it like there right now? Are you in stage two or three? Has life pretty much returned to normal? Are people wearing masks wherever they go? What What's life like on the West Coast? Could, could we ever return to normal, Tina? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, we, yeah, so we're, we're in phase three. Things here generally are good. Um, the numbers in British Columbia actually have been, uh, have been good throughout this entire period. Uh, I, I do credit and laud the, uh, the province for uh, the number of measures they've taken. Vancouver Island is a little different as well, too, because, of course, we're an island, um, we're having far less uh, uh, visitors come over. And, of course, you know, Victoria itself is typically a place where Americans come and visit on a regular basis. So uh, this has actually transpired, in my opinion, uh, to help our real estate market because we've seen a lot of fellow Canadians decide to transition uh, and move over to relocate to Victoria as a result of COVID. We've had a lot of GTA, a lot of Ontario, a lot of lower mainland uh, in British Columbia. So that's that's all contributing here. And those are great points, Tony, because people are working from home. And, you know, those borders have come down now in terms of where they could be geographically to continue at their current place of employment because we, we've seen that even within Ontario. But you're right, they are moving to other provinces as well. How has the COVID pause or the you know, the, the border closures and the big picture affected foreign ownership in B.C. I know in York region, we don't see a lot of it right now. And, you know, the strength of the market is a testament to the pent-up demand from Canadians and them buying the properties. But we're not seeing a lot of foreign investment coming in. How is it in B.C.? 
<laughs> you know, let's let's remember here. British Columbia, uh, some time ago, implemented measures to prevent foreign investment. So we have the foreign buyer tax. We have the uh, vacancy and speculation tax. Uh, we have a number of things that were meant to curb uh, the, the purchases by foreign entities with the intent by the provincial government to make housing more affordable. Well, uh, you know, if ever there was a time to demonstrate that that influence did not exist, it would be now because there has not been uh, foreign uh, uh, driving up uh, – foreign buyers driving up prices because they're simply not here. You know, we, we jokingly state right now that our foreign buyers are actually fellow Canadians, you know, Ontarioites or, or B.C. folks, because that is true. And, and it's funny because politically there has not been a lot of conversation about foreign buyers. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel that the government, of course, knows that it was never really a, uh, a driving force. I mean, uh, I suppose we always need a scapegoat to blame, but really, in actuality, in, in uh, Vancouver and Victoria, uh, let's face it, they're high-demand locations that people choose to move to anyways, uh, and we're talking fellow Canadians and not, uh, not out-of-country folk. So I caught a headline earlier this week that said September sales soared 56% in Vancouver, 60% in Victoria from the year earlier. I got to ask you, do you think the market will stay as hot as it is right now? Well, the fundamentals would be same as uh, what you guys are seeing in, in, uh, in the GTA there. It's really a matter of low inventory. So because of the fact there's very few things for people to see, Combined with the fact that interest rates remain amazingly low, and it's drive, it's, it's causing a lot of uh, first-time buyers. I mean, you think about it in very expensive market areas like Victoria, Vancouver, and Toronto. First-time buyers are actually thinking of buying, but it's because rates are so low. The step from renting to ownership actually isn't as big as people think it is. So the, the the main thing here is as long as the rates remain attractive, which the government has said isn't going to be changing anytime soon. Uh, I think we'll be we'll be doing just fine. But you know, the other thing I want to bring up too is there was always that scare at the beginning of COVID that uh, people laid off uh, or people not able to afford their their mortgages are going to cause the market to drop because of foreclosures or whatever. Uh, in Victoria specifically, of course, a lot of our our hospitality industry, you know, cruise ships, uh, restaurants, dining, all that, because it's a tourist town, of course. Uh, all that business has dried up. There's so many people out of work, but we've discovered that the majority of, of those people are renters, they're tenants, uh, and they've, of course, received the CERB, uh, and as a result, uh, houses aren't going un- under foreclosure. So the, the market is, is strong despite what agencies like CMHC said at the very beginning, and they've been proven wrong, well, hysterically wrong, right? Great points, and what we're seeing here also, Tony, is a huge shift outside of the city, the core. So we don't have foreign students. We don't have universities in. We've seen a lot of people that were renting downtown now move to the suburbs or even up north to the Muskoka or Kawartha's and, and you know, make their way out to cottage country to say, hey, I'm going to be working from here now. What's the trend like with the downtown condos in Vancouver? Uh, well, the condo markets uh, in in all the metropolitan areas seem to be softer. Uh, it's almost it's almost as if 
what people have been talking about is is true, and that is being locked up in a condo, especially if you're a family of three or more members. Uh, and, you know, as much as that lifestyle was nice before because of the proximity to amenities and everything, well, amenities are shut down or having limited service right now anyways, and people are wanting that outdoors. They want to uh, uh, step outside to a patch of grass. Uh, and in the same manner, you know, people are transitioning to outside areas, so from downtown Vancouver to uh, the Fraser Valley, uh, again, to Vancouver Island. So we're seeing a lot of those. I actually, myself, we've served a number of people who have taken early retirement from Toronto and Ottawa. They've always had an eye on Victoria, and this was just the reason for them to do so. And I'm not alone, right? Yeah, we're hearing that a great deal on this side for sure. Now, what is the average price of a home where you are in terms of a condo, um, a semi-detached or detached? Mm-hmm. Well, the, <laughs> the average sale price for a single-family detached home uh, last month in Victoria was a million and seventy-five. So for a number of months now, we've been over in the million-dollar mark. Uh, I have to caution, though, that's the average. Uh, as it, uh, Of course, they always get skewed by the number of high-end sales that happen in a month, and we've had a, a number of over $2 million sales happen recently. Uh, our median price is eight seventy-five uh, For condos, the average is 502000 um, just to let you know, by the way, the average sale price was up 19% from last year, and condos are still up too, uh, although not as much. So they're up 12.4%. And Tony, just to stay with the average price point, we do see that here as well, where when we're selling a lot of condos, it does drive average price down, and when we're selling a lot more detached as we are now, it mm-hmm. drives the average price up. And with the numbers, what we were talking about was these are a little bit skewed because it's an atypical market. So when we're comparing a really hot September to a typical September, the numbers are going to be up. It's going to be hard to meet those numbers for September next year. How does it look over there when you look at the the big picture in terms of the first three quarters and what are you predicting for the last quarter? Where is BC going to end up? Yeah, we are going to continue to be strong. You know, normally I, I would default to the uh, stable, you know, we'll be stable, you know, slight increases. Um, I do feel, based on what we've been seeing, that uh, the first quarter of 2021 all the way through the end, it's going to be a busy year. And you mentioned it uh, just a, a moment ago, people can work from anywhere. And one of my mortgage broker contacts reminded me, that banks will qualify somebody. It doesn't matter where they're living or where they're moving to as long as they have their job. And if their employer enables them to to work wherever they want to be, well, the interesting thing is people will make decisions about where they want to go. It's not like they're being uh, sent somewhere or posted somewhere. And generally speaking, uh, again, Victoria, Vancouver, uh, the GTA, all demand areas that people will choose to go to. Uh, and as long as there's strong wireless, strong Wi-Fi, uh, I think we'll be doing just fine. Tony, great information as always. If listeners want more information about making that move to Victoria or Vancouver, how can they reach you? Yeah, at the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca, primeteam.ca. Thanks for having me. How's it? I'm Tina. Tony, thanks so much, and we look forward to getting a recap from you at the end of the year. Well, we'll see if I was right. We'll hold you to it when we come back. This week's hot listing and your questions. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us.
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one comes from Maria in Woodbridge. She wants to know, what does she need to know and do before she proceeds to rent her basement? Asif, what do you think? Great questions, and, you know, the, the, there's, there's two different types of basement rentals. There's, uh, you can rent your basement out, and it may not conform to the standards that the fire department needs. So you may want to visit the fire department and have them come in and do an inspection and let you know what you need. And then that way you know that your basement has been retrofit properly. Now, there's a, with the demand in affordable housing and affordable units for people, there's a lot of people that do rent their basements out and they're not uh, retrofit. So they don't have the larger windows for escape. They don't have the fire door. So that's not a legal conforming basement. People still do rent it out. You'd have to check with your municipality on if you can rent out your basement. There's some municipalities that will say no to basement rentals, and there's other municipalities that have approved it, and uh, you're good to go. So it just depends on if you want a legal conforming use for your basement rental. You would want to check with the fire department and get everything in place for that, which would mean uh, escape windows, a fire door, and and maybe some better insulation. Now, in terms of timing, is now a good time to rent? It is. There's there's a lot of demand for rentals, especially in the region itself. We don't have a lot of condo buildings, as you know they they do downtown in the city, and there's a lot of vacancy there. But in the region itself, there's not a lot of rentals available right now. Our next question is from Lou in Thornhill. He wants to know if now is a good time to purchase an investment property. Are there deals to be had? It really depends on where you're looking because a lot of people think, uh, you know, for investment properties, they think that if they were to go up north or out east, then they would be able to get a decent multiplex or a, a home that they could rent out and maybe make it into a duplex. What you have to find out is, you know, what's what's on the market. You don't want to compete when you're getting an investment property because it's all it all comes down to dollars and cents. And if you're competing and paying over asking or or over the market value for an investment property, that's going to cut into your profits for years. So it really depends on where you're looking. There are some deals to be had, but in a market like this, there few and far between. So we'd have to really sit down, drill down into different areas. And when the market calms down a little bit, that's when you should be ready to pounce so we can get you set up so that you are ready to go as soon as an opportunity arises. Great advice there. And we have just enough time for the on the market hot listing. What do you have for us this week? Well, Tina, we have something that's coming soon, and it's top secret. It's only for our listeners, and uh, it is a detached home in Markham Village, in Old Markham. With the trend right now, with people working from home, they need more space and they need more land. This home sits on a lot that's 66 by 162. 
Wow. And the home is over 3,000 square feet, five bedrooms. You can make one an office. You can build an office downstairs in the basement, ample room. And it's located right at Main Street, Markham, and Parkway Avenue. That sounds pretty unique. You don't hear about homes these days that have five bedrooms. Yeah, this is a, and this is a solid home. It's a solid brick home. It was built, uh, you know, years ago. A lot of the homes in this area are older homes that have solid construction. So you're not going to be, you know, hearing noises from outside like with some of the newer homes where they're, they're built really quickly and don't have the right materials. These are solid homes in this area. And again, this is uh, just north of Highway 7 off of Main Street, Markham and, uh, in old Markham Village. Great value. You're right across from a community pool, parks. This is the Markham District High School area as well. So there's a huge demand for people whose kids are going to high school soon or are already already in high school. Parents want to be near good schools, and Markham District is rated as one of the top schools. Plus, if you come out and walk north for a couple of minutes, you're at the GO station. So this is a, a fabulous location, great house, huge lot, lots of room. Yeah, lot size is unbelievable. What did you say, 66 by 162? 162, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a huge lot. Lots lots that you could do with that. You could even put in a pool if you wanted. And, Tina, for more information and pricing information, they can call Helen Liu at 647-985-2041. And, Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? Tina, they can reach me at 416 985 That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.